Let's get down and nerdy. You are listening to Raw and Nerdy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Raw and Nerdy. I am Joe the Widget, and we're listening to episode number two. Could not wait to get back to this podcast this week. It, it was so much fun doing the first episode. And I am joined, as always, by my fellow nerds extraordinaire, my co-host extreme, Mr. Rook. Oh, yeah. last The last episode was great. This one I've been looking forward to just because we're talking about my favorite subject. Let's get to it. Hey, every week's my favorite subject. Don't you talking about? And we are joined, as always, by the man himself, the Geek Archon. Now, what actually is the difference between a geek and a nerd? Because you know, I'm definitely a nerd. Let me introduce our guest, and I will tell you that because there is an actual definition between those two. All right, let's do it. All right. We are joined by a fellow... <laughs> fellow? She is a guest host this week, and... Um, she has been very predominant on our Discord, all over the place. Everyone knows her. And uh, we got to know her and thought it would be awesome to have her on. She's a nerd extraordinaire herself, Miss Venus. Let's get down and nerdy. I am ready. <laughs> Let's do it. I think I just need to timestamp that and put it as a new intro to the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, there's the actual difference between geek and nerd, okay? Nerd is interested in all things technology, science, you name it. They're more of a general nerd. A geek is someone who specializes in a very specific area of study, such like like when the Best Buy has Geek Squad, they use the term geek for their specialists in PCs or computers. Oh, yeah. Then I'm not a geek. I'm, a, I'm an all-around nerd, so I'm so just that, nerdy. That is a social definition of everything we know. According to Webster's Dictionary, a nerd is someone who is unstylish, unattractive, or socially inept. I beg to differ. Hey, I beg to differ too. Hey, I'm a hottie. I'm single, ladies. Just saying. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there when I read it. (laughs) Just keep Uh, in mind, everybody's opinion is subjective. Best show intro ever. All right, so we got some news. Um, one thing that made me cry a little bit, my toy store is closing their stores. Yeah, so yeah, best buy, best buy, best buy. They're closing an average of 15 to 20 a year, so it's not like they're shutting them all down at once. You can still, still go to the local I mean, one. With my luck, that local online. one's going to be one of the first ones gone. All Maybe. the fun things are going away. They're taking away all it. the fun stores. It's awful. I, my, see, why they're, I see why they're doing it. Because... Well, I mean, it makes sense because most consoles, things like that, are all going like download and, and disc list and stuff. So if you don't have a physical copy That's to buy, then... a very narrow thing though, because Best Buy is all technology, including appliances. But seventy percent, seventy percent of their sales in recent uh, history has been online. I thought that was the opposite. No. I thought, okay. It, uh, that's why they're switching to the uh, shrinking their stores. They're not getting rid of all of them. They're turning them more into uh, small strip mall storefronts and then a big warehouse in the back. Gotcha. So, but think, you know, this is my prediction. It sucks. It really does. But in 10 years, most big big box stores are going to be just a thing of the past. They're going to be something Except we teach in history Walmart. books. Except for Walmart. Well, Walmart has gone mostly, yes, I said that the way I said it, (laughs) is going mostly online now. It's, they want you to do all the store pickup and stuff like that. 
Yes, but going to the Walmart local, they are still extremely busy. So unlike Best Buy, where we go in there and it's not packed, Walmart still is. So well, hold on now. Are they extremely busy, or do they have forty checkouts and only one open? No, no, you I'm mean, talking about you no, going no, no. an aisle and there's someone there. They have forty <laughs> self checkouts. Yep, and only one open. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. My my dad, I love him to death. That he refuses to do self checkouts. He will stand in line for twenty minutes just so someone has a job. Well, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. No, See, I like to make sure I have enough money. Yeah, and nowadays it's 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 <laughs> it's getting to the point where like you go through the self checkout and then you get harassed by someone at the door who has to see your receipt to make sure you scanned everything correctly. Like, just okay, fine then. Just there is a stuff. law. There's a law. You do not have to stop and have mm-hmm. let them check your receipt. You can walk on through. You, they cannot do anything to you. Have you seen the videos? You. They'll they'll like literally hold your cart there and be like, "No, sir, I need to see it." I've walked by every time they ask me, "Can I see your what? receipt?" I just keep walking. They never never said a dang thing to me. I don't steal anything. Yeah. And they could have seen me like two steps ahead, you know, away from them doing my self checkout. Don't tell my dad. Anyway, so yeah, Best Buy's future looks bleak other than going online, which why would I go to Best Buy online when I can go Amazon or these places that actually sell the stuff cheaper? Mm-hmm. Newegg, Amazon. Newegg is my number one store for PC parts, everyone. Just they don't sponsor us, but can't recommend them enough. They can if they want. Uh- <laughs> I also uh, like Think Geek. That's another fun one. They have some pretty cool stuff there too. Oh PC yeah. Parts. PC Parts Picker is a good website to go through if you're actually trying to find parts, and they'll link to the cheaper places to buy them. There you go. We're getting tips and tricks already. Uh, yeah, I'm an IT specialist for my my normal job, nine to five, and I am the hardware specialist. I live and breathe computer and phone hardware and all that stuff. Anyway, so Magic the Gathering. Who wants to take on this one? I don't know much about this. Um, I didn't even look it up because I could care less about I, Magic I the Gathering. I should have been the one that uh, entered intro this because I did look it up. <laughs> Magic the Gathering, I stopped playing at around 7th or 8th edition just because you have to keep on top of it. Otherwise, it's pointless to keep playing. A long time ago, I worked at a uh, cell phone repair store. And or PC cell phone repair store, and the guys that worked in the back, all the techs with me, they all played Magic except me. And I refused to do it because I would watch them, every time we got paid, spend half of their paycheck online buying Magic cards. Buying Magic cards, yeah. Some of the decks are expensive. I, I play, but I just play with friends. Like, I won't play in, like, you know, sanctioned events or anything because, it's it, yeah, it's crazy, like... Every time a new set comes out, another set becomes obsolete in play, and you you can only use the last like so many sets in like tournament play and stuff, and it's it just forces you to keep buying the new ones. Well, speaking I, money gimmick. I had a friend. I have a friend up in Washington who used to run a game store, and their Friday nights you couldn't do any D and D or anything else because they're so busy with Friday Night Magic because it is that popular. Oh yeah, oh, it's very key. popular. I've enjoyed some tabletop games. I, I even played Pokey Puke when it first came out in the U.S. <laughs> in card form. Yeah, I so played that in high school. When I was in college oh at UCLA, <laughs> go Bruins. Anyway, um, I was working at a board game store that was designed specifically for board games. And the awesome thing about it was you got to play the board games with the people that came in, the, the customers, if they want to try it out. When Pokemon came out, 
that went away. We were behind that counter, all of us, selling Pokemon cards all day, every day, mm. with a line that went down the entire mall. Wow. Yeah, Pokemon was insanely popular when it came out, but it still is to this day. I mean, people, you you could go on any of the, like, streamings, like, you know, I've seen it on Twitch, I've seen it on TikTok, everything, people, you know, recording themselves, opening packs and, and stuff like that, and it's it's just popular. I don't know how many people still play it, but I know oh. a lot of people still buy the cards for, like, collection purposes and because they're looking for that new Rainbow Charizard. Well, Actually, you gotta collect them all, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, gotta collect them all. Uh, Battleground Games, the game store that did not survive the quarantine, they didn't host a lot of stuff, but they were busy when new Pokemon releases came out, and they held tournaments for Pokemon all the time. Yeah, I, when I was working at the store, I, I snuck a couple of packs away and put them off so I could buy them myself, <laughs> just so I could try to get the cards they were talking about that were worth so much money. Wound up giving all those first edition cards to my son, including the first edition of another popular one I had just released. I can't think of the name of it. Yu-Gi-Oh. Has like, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you. And I had like <laughs> probably half of a box of that that I opened up and put in sleeves, never touched again, and gave it to my son. So hopefully he kept them. Yeah, because those cards get freakishly expensive. I had a. Yeah. Was it Blue Eyes White Dragon or something like that that was supposed to be first edition that's supposed to be worth a lot of money? Heck, the mo- one of the most expensive cards in Magic the Gathering, Black Lotus, is actually banned, the views in Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yep. and it is the most expensive Magic the Gathering card. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that, because they would always talk about the Black Lotus. And how they wanted it so bad, and one guy was saving up, and then the other guys were like, you're an idiot, you're not going to save up enough for two years. <laughs> and they're right. Because I've seen it for quite a bit. Hundreds of thousands, I think. Yeah, you Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But it was... Black Lotus came out in the 90s, right? I had a bunch of Magic first, cards was, in the 90s. Yeah, like my brother played. Yeah, I, I had the boxes of just cards from like the early 90s, like 94, 96. I have never dug through, through those them. cards. Yeah, you might want to look through those. Looks like yeah. an attic adventure. You'd be quite rich right now. Yeah, the most six. Sorry, um, the most expensive Black Lotus card is worth five hundred and forty thousand dollars. See, yep, for a card what? for one card. Yep, and that's that's like pristine. What they call that uh, grade ten? Yeah, grade ten. Yeah, yeah. And that's there's insane. only a couple of those in existence, oh. from what I understand, that are grade ten signed as well. Oh, oh yeah, that. that Surprised that's not selling for millions. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about our week in nerddom. I'll go first because I know, I know, I'm the producer, blah, blah, blah. But mine's really short. Played a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. A lot. Played with my son on his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to my son, by the way, Timothy. Or, sorry, Tim. He's going to call him Timothy. And Happy my birthday. brother, Dan. Happy, Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, and, and I've been taking care of my dad all week. He had surgery last week and uh, can't do much because it was a triple hernia. But he's recovering. That was pretty much my week. I didn't get anything too exciting. Your guys' turn. Oh, well, I finished book two. The last few sentences I had of book two of the Lost Chronicles and the Dragonlance series. Um, I have to catch up on it because a co-worker of mine started reading it. And I have all three books, so I might as well finish them. They fill in a lot of gaps of the Chronicles, which is the original book trilogy. So... 
That's what I did on my drives to and from work. And then um, I had a discussion with a uh, person giving me a quote for doing some work in my yard for my house about Star Trek and how good the writing for Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Picard, early seasons of Discovery were. (laughs) And that lasted for a good 30 minutes. And then uh, I played Starfield. Go figure. Um, oh, yeah. Starfield Raw. Speaking of which, if you guys don't know our other show, if you're interested in... Sorry to interrupt, interrupt you, buddy, but it's perfect time to plug it. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our other podcast that we do for Raw Podcasts is called Starfield Raw, and it's all about the game Starfield that Bethesda has produced in a brilliant way. It's an amazing game. Don't believe all the BS critics going around. They don't... They're just salty that it's not on PlayStation. Um... Is very good, and we talk about it every week. We go into detail about it, so check it out. Starfield Raw on all major um, podcast platforms. But yeah, outside of Baldur's Gate, it's the only other game I'd want to play. Um, I gotta get back. I, I gotta get into Baldur's Gate on my own on my PS PS Five. But uh, yeah. so that's what I did there with that because I can't get enough content. I love building my ships and whatnot. And then uh, I've been trying to figure out how to build my D&D character for the um, after the party wipe last Yeah, so you guys are starting a new campaign, right? No, it's the same campaign. We're just, instead of starting where our previous characters left off, we're going into the homebrew fifth act of this story um, with new characters. Um, I've been trying to figure out what I want to do. The idea is a character that's from another universe stumbling through weird means into this current universe. I haven't figured that part out yet. Um, I've actually, my show notes say I can't figure out if I want to be a human or an elf, and I wrote down my stats of 11, 13, 11, 14, 16, 13, but I chose human because it fits. And uh, I'm going to build a gunslinger that has some artificers so he can actually make magic bullets. <laughs> well, that's that, fun. That goes a little bit outside of what I, what I know of D&D and the fantasy side. That could be fun. Oh, it could be. Yeah, it just um, reminded me of Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy fourteen, the online. 14, yeah, the one that oh, was like, uh, the the gun. Yeah, they have yeah. two different gun classes. That's pretty much how my week's been because outside of work, been trying to get my car fixed. So, so I started streaming again, and I'll mention at the end of the show. But I would, I am dying. Rook mentioned it. I want to stream with him playing our Baldur's Gate 3 together. Yeah. I'd watch. Yeah. Okay, so you're on PS5, though. So that's a little trickier. But No, we just no, we can set up a PS- webcam for it. And we can, and it's just, and they have a built in stream deck for it. They, okay. PS5 has the built in technology for streaming now. Oh, so let's no. go right into my channel and maybe even link it to our, our show's channel, which I got set up. I haven't really tweaked it yet. But yeah, so I've been streaming a lot. And I would love to do that with Rook, and we'll have a blast. I haven't been able to go to his house in the last couple of weeks because my dad. But when I finally get back to it, we're going to play all freaking day and stream it. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Oh. Well, as excited as I am to get into my week, I'm actually disappointed in the two of you. And I'm going to let the lady go first. <laughs> let their guest oh, go first. You're so sweet. (laughs) No, it's all right. My week, um, I picked up the new Assassin's Creed. So, and I was at first a little put off. Um, It's not as expansive as the past three. Now, I'm talking like, you know, when they 
completely revamped the game. So you had Origins, Odyssey, um, Valhalla. So it's a bit smaller and not as much character development. You know, you're not having this huge tree to put all of your points in, but it really has grown on me. It's a fun game. You can't climb cliffs willy-nilly. That's a little annoying. You got to find handholds. But other than that, I really dig it. And aside from that, I've just been playing Starfield, but that's Under, another conversation. From my... See, I haven't played all the newest of the Assassin's Creed's. I was a huge fan. Black Flag is probably... Not Black Flag. It's um the pirate Black one. Black, Black Flag, Flag is the pirate yeah, one. Yeah, Black Flag. I thought that was the show, yeah, too. Um, I love that game to death. And, and um, Assassin's Creed 2. Ezio, when my ex-wife said I had a love affair with that guy because I spent way too much time with him. Uh, <laughs> Ezio Salvatore. You should try the, the newer ones. I have to say Odyssey was one of my favorites. I tried Origin. Story. And I played I it for all of really good. six hours and couldn't get into it. So Origin, yeah, they built a lot from Origins. they really leaning more into um, the RPG character customization with the newer games. Like, Odyssey had a great story. And I think anybody would be doing a disservice if they did not play that game. Because it's a fantastic game. My son was obsessed with uh, um, the Viking one. Was it Valhalla? Yeah, Valhalla. That's a good one. That's yeah. a long one. I heard it was really, really good. I've, I've heard really good things about that one as well. It's a I've blast. You guys I, have to play. <laughs> I have only ever played one Assassin's Creed game out of the entire series, and it was Black Flag. I've I, played a few, but Black Flag is by far my favorite. That's a yeah. popular opinion, Black Flag. I am obsessed of- with pirate history. I took a college class on pirate history and have been studying it ever since, so pirates are my jam. <laughs> well, also, your Starfield character, your main, yeah. is... Well, yeah, not my I main. Listen. My uh, oh, well, my challenge character yeah. was based off. There of it, you go. That's it. Yeah, Blackbeard, right? Yeah, Edward Teach. <laughs> There's a museum dedicated to him. I believe it's one of the East Coast. Um, um, they. It's on. I can't think of the state, but anyway, um, there is a dedicated museum to him where they found the Queen's Anne Revenge, which was his flagship, a man of war, and that he sunk himself off the coast as using it as a barricade. So that the English couldn't come in for trade. Sir, that is located in Bath, North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you. I knew it was one of those Norse. I was going to say, I had to have some place yeah. with an ocean. I can always rely on Rook to look. It seems like we all went in very, very different directions this week because I spent my week playing Diablo 4. Did Venus have um, anything else? No, I'm okay. I'm good. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, well, it's my husband's birthday, but we didn't do oh, any fun birthday. games. Happy birthday to husband. Yeah, we didn't do anything gaming-wise. We were going to play Cards Against Humanity, but my youngest got sick, so I went on maybe oh. poop duty. So that was, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was my, that's, uh, that was it. But thank goodness that my Xbox is upstairs, so I could just game while he laid there and fell asleep and could use baby poop duty as an excuse to play more games so you know i'm halfway to name this episode baby poop duty but i'm not going to (laughs) that's it for me all right archon what you got man yeah i spent my week playing diablo 4 like i mentioned um the new season came out on tuesday uh it's actually pretty good yeah Um, i know you've been digging it i've been pretty put off by diablo 4 i was a huge diablo 3 fan uh, but diablo 4 basically just did everything that everyone hated there wasn't a lot there was not a lot of love for the game 
Uh, but season two, the season of blood has changed that a lot. Um, a lot of people are coming back. A lot of people really like the new season. Basically everything that made the game undesirable to play in the first place, they fixed. Yeah. See, um, and then the- that's what I was reading. Everyone was saying that they, they're, they're trying to fix the whole grindy nature. Yep, They're, they added a whole bunch of other things to do and made it to where it there's actually a point to do the other things rather than just grind Nightmare Dungeons over and over and over again. That's what put me off on it. Oh, yeah, now there's like reasons to do the Helltides. There's reasons that there's a new thing in there called the Blood Harvest. There's there's big reasons to do that. There's They added like five or six new bosses that you can gather materials to summon that'll um autumn like they drop every single time they'll drop a unique item which if anybody who's played diablo 4 knows that the unique item grind is the worst part of the game because there's that one or two unique that you have to have for your build but you can't find it and it just irritates the crap out of you but now there's a way you can like target farm those things which a lot of people like and i think they really clicked there's still a few things that I think they could fix, but for the most part, the game has gotten a lot better. They did add the Blood Harvest thing in where there is a a little bit of a... I think it's overtuned. There's like a little event in the middle that you can um, summon like this little wave of boss of, of bosses and stuff, and I did that for about five minutes and had like 50 ancestral legendaries in my inventory. So the loot's dropping a little too heavy there. But I think <laughs> they're going borderlands. They yeah, I think once they tune it just a little bit, um, it, it it's going to be where it should have been when they launched the game. In my loot opinion. explosion. Yeah, that loot explosion's insane. Like you have to make multiple trips to town just to offload everything into your bank real quick and get back to loot more. It's 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 kind of crazy. It's better than running nightmare dungeon after nightmare dungeon after nightmare dungeon. It's just that that got old fast yeah grindy but i mean i'm like 82 already level 82 already no you so. bo- you barely look over 40 <laughs> what are you oh we're gonna have some words after the show uh, <laughs> well you do have more gray in your beard than joe does yeah says says the only one on the show that is over 40 yeah that's where i, I can dig you with it because i i'm i'm living that reality I'm getting there. Yeah, and I can't wait to celebrate both your 40th birthdays. We're going to have some fun. God, mine's coming up too, y'all. So sh- hey, it happens. <laughs> we're just you getting more. Less than a year. We're more well-seasoned. More well the right, The right taste. That's um, why you get the salt and pepper beards, because that's the seasoning. So we did a, <laughs> we did a competition on uh, Starfield Raw. And then I believe, I don't know if we've talked about this on the air or not. Correct me if I'm wrong, Arcombo. Do we talk about doing the Minecraft build Minecraft build off? Uh, we have not really set any plans in motion for it yet. Um, well, it, it's just, an idea that we've been running around with. Yeah, I wanted to more for this show than, than that. Yeah, show. it's definitely for this show. Uh, I wanted to bring it up just to see what you guys listening think. If it's something you would like to see, some kind of video game competition, something on those lines, let us know. It may not or be for a while. In. Yeah, or, yeah, or participate in. And let us know. Email us in, X, Twitter, you name it. Um, Discord is probably the best way to get a hold of us. Oh, yeah. We're always answering Discord. Yeah. Discord's fun. 
It is. So we've got a lot of other things, like a lot, thanks to our guest. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to just kind of dive into this. I'm going to let her pick which topic she wants to talk about first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Put you right on the spot. Well, since we were talking about Discord, this is just really fast. And I, you guys, none of y'all play Gwent, right? Like... Uh, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. like Gwent, Witcher 3 Gwent. I'm talking mobile Gwent, the competitive yeah, Gwent. I tried it a little bit. I just couldn't get into it. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's nah, so much- I'll be honest, neither have I. Okay, this is why I'm here, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening, anybody that plays Gwent that can nerd out with me on Gwent, please join our Discord. I'll have to just... Because we can't really talk about Gwent if y'all don't play Gwent, but it's really a lot of fun. The artwork is amazing. There's a lot of spam decks, but um, they did it's a do lot of really fun good artwork. It's a it's a um it's very similar to uh my I'm just brain farting like nuts right now. Hearthstone, so it's oh, a, yes. I like yeah, Hearthstone. It's, it's a yeah visual card game. Yeah, it, you can download it online. It's a lot of fun. Um, they've but, actually are going to stop releasing new decks and doing support for it. So it's kind of like late to the party. But um, but it's yeah. still. I mean, there's so much, and it's just it's. I really waste a lot of time with that. Funny thing um, is, is that based on Hearthstone's popularity, Elder Scrolls did their own card game. They did. And then never heard of it. Gwent came out shortly thereafter, which was based off of the uh, Witcher. So Gwent yeah, is based off Witcher then. Ooh, I might like that. Yeah. You play you play Gwent on the Witcher 3. You sit down and actually play Gwent, but they've revamped it for the mobile play, so it's a lot more intricate and more detailed. It's a lot of fun. See, I bought Witcher 3, but I have not played it yet. It's it's on my list. I just haven't got to it yet. I've been That's so busy with so many other things. I know, yeah. I've heard it's a phenomenal game, but I, I chose to play Final oh, Fantasy good. 16 first. And I'm like, I don't even know how far into that, but the, even that got shelved because of Starfield and uh, Diablo 4. So I, yeah, I'm stuck on Baldur's Gate 3 and and Starfield. I don't have room for any other games right now. There is one on my radar, I, but don't have time. I, like and I said, I, got, I just did the Assassin's Creed. That's it. Got, then Starfield. I got two other guys here telling me how awesome Baldur's Gate 3 is here. I might have to jump on that train here soon too. So yeah. Running out of time real fast. I, I'm stuck. With I'm perfectly Starfield good with making a fourth character. I'm waiting for it to drop on Xbox, and then I'll join. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We'll it's supposed see. to, I think they said, beginning of next year. And I'm so sick of I feel like that's all I do is wait for games to come out. Like I that's all I do. I've been waiting for the Kingdom Come Deliverance 2 game. I've been waiting for Dragon Age. I've been waiting for like finally Starfield. I've been waiting for Elder Scrolls. Like come on, I'm so tired of waiting. You'll be you know? waiting a while longer for Elder Scrolls yeah, 6. Elder Scrolls still is. And by the time it comes out, I'll have arthritis. That's what I think. Even I mean. though they have several years of development already done with it, which shh, that you didn't hear that. Um, it's still going to be several more years to go because they, they were on Skeleton Crew for a very, very long time because of Starfield. That makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Did we talk about it on this show? Like when they're going to kind of like the time frame they're going to do? Yeah, no, we did that on Raw Nerdy. Starfield Raw. It wasn't even cool. listed, right? Or it was not listed directly, right? On right. that list. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, they just 
they kind of gave a teaser about it, but nothing like concrete. Which tells me they're still working on it and they don't want to really make promises they can't keep. Right. right. Well, we're not getting any younger, so, like, come on. Uh, I thought we were looking for that fountain of youth. Right. <laughs> I've already found just it. Just so I could keep playing. <laughs> I'm actually 160, you just don't know. <laughs> now, a game I'm waiting for um, that I need to try out is Armor Core 6, since it only released in August. Yeah, I got two on my waiting for lists. Uh, to my RPG remake that comes out next month. And then uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth that See, comes out. I really want to play Sniper Elite 5. I love that series. It's a, kind of obscure. Not too many people know about it, but it's a, it can become a very realistic sniper game based on World War II. And I'm trying, if I can ever get one of my homies to play it with me in co-op, I might be more inclined. You know I would. I just need to know what to play it on. PC. <laughs> it's only on PC. Okay. On Steam. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, you and I. What are the games, Joe? Let's get this moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to hop into books. Um, and I think we're going to talk a lot more about fantasy books today, it looks like, which is one of my favorite topics. And I'm going yeah. to let you guys start this off. I thought this whole series was supposed to be about fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We've kind of been all over the map. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I'll start this one because... Both me and Venus like the exact same series. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. Dragonlance. Is, yes. It's great. I love it. It's where I cut my teeth <laughs> with same. reading fantasy novels. I actually read Dragonlance before I read Game... Uh, not Game of Thrones. What's the other one? Forgotten Lord Realms? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh Lord of the Rings. Yeah, same here. I am... Um... I'll tell you, I have a funny story about Dragonlance, if you guys will. Uh, I read it. I read Chronicles 5th grade. Got a huge crush on Raceland, which is weird. <laughs> I, I know, isn't that weird? So I had this idea. I was a weird kid. And in my head, I thought, I'm going to go to England on a full moon. And when that moon is shining just right on Stonehenge, I'm going to walk through that doorway and I'm going to go to Kryn. And I'm going to find <laughs> Like That was my imagination, right? Like I had, I don't, and, and I look back when I read the series again, and I'm like, that's like, really? Like, what, Raceland? What was I thinking? But, I mean... I, I have a story explain. similar to that. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I grew up Raceland, on. Yeah, go ahead. But Raceland is the most. A, a lot of people's favorite character, so I'm not surprised oh, yeah. you had that crush on him. I did. He was so <laughs> dynamic. He's just awesome. He's so dynamic. And, yeah, heartthrob. Um, <laughs> the coughing <laughs> and the blood in his kerchief. Is, yeah, but I mean, he's a really great character. But hold on. I want to hear Widget's story now. So do I. <laughs> I. I grew up on the Xanth novels. Um, they're done by Pierce Anthony. He's one of the best sci-fi authors of all time. And it's his only real... Well, he did a couple different fantasy series. But he did... And it's still going today. He started this in the 70s. And he writes a new one every year. And they're called Xanth. And it's basically a fantasy world based off of puns. So puns are a reality in this world. And it's the, the Xanth map itself is exact replica of Florida. And in the books, there's an entrance to Xanth in Florida. <laughs> I always growing up wanted to go to Florida to the Keys just to see if I could find freaking Xanth. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. That One is my... the perfect setting, the Florida for a world of puns. <laughs> right? It really is. You nailed it too. 
and you took different so geographical features and yeah yeah he, he can come up with puns like like i read one about like a catastrophe and i was like huh it's a cat's butt as a trophy <laughs> that's like, ant. in this cave and that's and i'm like it's clever you know this guy's this guy's clever well, he like, gets he does thousands books books. yeah yes. he gets thousands of, of pun submissions by fans every year and he tries to incorporate them in most of them are, are him himself and he'll give people um credit for the puns that he used at the end of the book i love reading those they're a lot of fun <laughs> nice but no Dragonlance is my favorite universe if i could i would live in that universe in a heartbeat but my crush I... oh wait no tell oh. me your crush wait no no, no. Cr- tell me your crush <laughs> That's my first. crush tika oh you know i had a girl crush on lorana too Lorana. see she's the more popular one you think people would have her and kit um you like I, that red hair? Yeah, it, it's something about the <laughs> curly red hair. Yeah, but growing <laughs> reading the books, I, it's because of the way the, the character was written and her reactions to things and how she isn't that great at combat and whatnot, and she still wins, and it's great. I love it. And uh, she develops she into a pretty spirit. good character. Yes, yeah, she does. She's got spirit, and you got to respect that about there's a lot of i could talk about we could do a whole episode on Dragonlance, guys yes, like, we could. Oh let's, let's move on before we keep going yeah, it'd be a very one-sided uh, conversation because <laughs> i read i've never even heard of those books i've read the first oh. two in my early 20s and i don't remember a dang thing about them i just i remember remember that i it didn't hook me so i didn't continue so See, my, my big ones my big ones were always the wheel of time i've probably read that series three oh, times yeah uh, the Sword book. of Truth series, I've probably yes. read that one through twice at least, and uh, the the Rift War saga by Raymond Feist. I really, really love those books a lot. Those the, those, are those were good books. The books, my, the books I need to read are Joe's books, honestly. Yeah, same. I've read same. the first one. I'm waiting for him to send me a copy of the second one so I can read that one too. You want me to send it to you? Yeah. <laughs> you told me about 30 times you're going to send it to me, and you haven't sent it to me yet. For some reason, I thought you already had it. My no, problem I only the, have the first one. My problem, though, is the first book's written in third, uh, first person, and I struggle reading those at times, uh, especially if it's written in first person present tense, to where it feels like you're reading an action, a play that is being currently done. But uh, I think I that is a very good reason. Think. It's You're not as best. hard as you think. Well, it depends. If it's written like the books leading into uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, then no, that is really hard to read for me. But it, audiobooks are great to listen to those. Mm-hmm. I, need I, to give, I need to give Joe's book a chance, though, because he is yes, my please. best friend and I have <laughs> both of his books. So it is, it, is, it is written as if you are the main character and you are the one who is experiencing the story. And I... And I, I I've never read a book like that before, and and it 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 was kind of weird, like it, at first to get used to. But then once I got used to it, it you just it, it kind of engages you more into the story. You feel more personally invested in it because it, you feel like it's you that this is happening to. And I I, I appreciated that. And That's was, why I wrote it that way because the character is from main character John is from our world, and he's a big fantasy nerd. And I wanted to wanted to experiment with like what it would be. How would we experience it if we wound up in this fantasy world like he did? And yeah, how would that, we relate to it? And that's actually a pretty good way of writing it. So that's why I need to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. I promise you I will read your book. I'm holding I'll you on to that. 
I'll actually start uh, reading it here soon. How does one get your book? Where can on, we go to buy your book? It's on Amazon. And um, it's called The Drama Saga. And the first book is called Emperor of Continua. And the second book is Guardian of Came. I am currently working on the third, but it's been slow going since I lost my data. And I lost half of my book. But I'm getting yeah, back into tough. it. Yeah, it, it's heartbreaking. I actually have the hard drive. It's an M.2 NVMe. And it, it, what happened is my laptop overheated and released the solder on the board. So I have to go in and manually Ooh. fix it if I'm going to get that data back. So I'm debating if I'm going to even worry about that because I have to get a microscope, Wait. soldering iron, hold on. Is, is it the hard drive's messed up or is it the motherboard and the laptop? It's the hard drive. Oh. Hard drive overheated. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe maybe take, the computer uh, didn't like the story. You need to change your story a little bit. Well, I can tell you, Rook. I can tell you, Rook, that I told him the same thing for months. I kept saying, "I promise, I'll get to your book. I'll get to your book. I'll get to your book." <laughs> and once I sat down and started reading his book, it took me what, like, a week to read through it. I have I, the I, book. <laughs> yeah, you oh, do. That. All right. So, well, I'm gonna. Get it as soon as I, I have the book too. I, I just don't. I, I need the second one. It's so in it. it's in digital format, paperback and hardback, hard copy. Um, my see, everyone in my family has read the book. My <laughs> I have a little funny story about this. My son was uh, he refused to read it while I was writing it. He refused. It took me thirteen years to find a publisher, and when I finally did, he said, "I'm gonna finally read your book, Dad, but only after I have it in my hands printed." So when it first came in and they sent me like the, they always send the author like 40, 20 to 40 copies of it as a gift, you know, for the author to give out and sign whatever. Um, so I gave him one of the books and I went to work. And when I came home the next day, he was on the couch, the book open on his chest, bawling his eyes out. Aww. And I felt I so terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I've been yelled at by everyone in my family, by many different people. People have no idea who they are. I had an email once from a trucker that my publisher sent to me who was at a truck stop complaining that he was in the middle of the truck stop eating lunch while reading my book and started crying and everyone was making fun of him. Hold on, though. Listen here. Listen, wait. My mother, when I read White Fang... It hurt me so bad as a kid that I cried and I cried. And my mom, she told me, she said, that's how you know you have a good book. Yeah. Because it can hit all those yeah. emotional chords. So when a book makes you cry, that's a good book. So I think you did fantastic. And I'm glad <laughs> those people cried reading your book. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> my, my, favorite, my favorite part about his book. One second. Just my favorite part about his book is spoiler free is I most books, most fantasy books, I get reading them and I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. I know where this is going to end up. And 99% of the time, I'm right. His book, about halfway through, I'm like, yep, I know where this is going. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there's only two book series that's ever made me cry. And one is The Chronicles Where Sturm Dies. The oh, second yeah. one uh, is the Dresden Files. Alert. The second one is the <laughs> Dresden Files, where one of the main characters dies. And I yes, I've read that. all seventeen of or audiobooks. I've listened to all seventeen of those novels. I'm I'm caught Jim up. I'm Butcher. waiting for the new one. 
S. He Jim Butcher's write. amazing. There's... Yes, I want a talking skull for a friend. Like, <laughs> you're talking you know? these books up so much, making them sound so good, and then and then when I finally get to the point where I'm like, you know, I might have to check out this series, he just throws out the biggest spoiler ever right there. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart, it's been there since the 80s, though. Everybody knows Germ Dives, right? Like, yeah, not uh, if you don't sure. know anything about the book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give spoiler warnings for a novel that's been written and rewritten and had a other series written to fill the gaps of. <laughs> Listen, I was I, one of my biggest worst moments ever in my life. I was I got the sixth Harry Potter book, right? The night it came out, read it, read it, read it, read it. Finally, like my eyes were starting to hurt. So I set it down. I logged into World of Warcraft, was playing for a little bit. And somebody in general chat in Stormwind says, oh, I can't believe Dumbledore dies at the end of the book. And oh, I was no. so oh. mad. Oh, no. That was uncalled for. That hurts. Yeah. It was only like six hours after the book came out, too. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you serious right now? Yeah, but so. hey, at least Dresden Files, Jim Butcher is working on his novels. He has a set goal. I think it's like 21 or 22 novels total. And he's actually working on them, unlike G.R.R. Martin, who writes, starts the Game of Thrones and writes five other novels in between oh, and yeah. starting to finish the Game of Thrones. He's going to pull a Robert Jordan and he's going to croak and not finish. That's what's going to happen. And then somebody like Brandon Sanderson is going to have to pick up and write it because Brandon Sanderson finishes everybody's novels. That actually brings up another good topic for another show about like book series that get started and then they start making the movies before the series is even done. And then ruining oh, it. Those yep. drive me nuts. And then the books kind of almost have to follow the way of the series instead of the other way around, which is, anyway, yeah, yeah that's, that's a whole right. other topic for another show. Yeah, we got a lot of big topics for these, this show coming up, <laughs> quite a few. But let's go ahead and, and switch up pace a little bit, because, yeah, just for a second, we've been in books for a while. How about, um, let's talk about movies. What is your favorite fantasy movie, Venus? Labyrinth with David Bowie. Why am I not surprised? Let me tell you, again, this goes back to me being a weird kid. I had a crush on the Goblin King when I was, I was a boy crazy kid. Like I was in fourth grade and I wrote this like epic four page poem about Labyrinth and I stood up in my class and I was reading it and people started laughing at me. And so I sat down, never got to finish it. But I tell you something about David Bowie as the Goblin King when I, my nine year old heart, I just loved it. It's always been one of my favorites good movie and, that is and, a very good movie about 80 percent of women that i know that that enjoy a fantasy that's almost always their favorite and it's almost always because of david <laughs> Bowie. i don't know if it was the tight pants or what but every time that, that makeup and hair all of it i don't know that and the one that uh, tom cruise did that i can't stand uh oh no that one was he bad. did a lot of movies that you can't stand yeah, yeah but I, the fantasy movie he did back in the 80s mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh I, I can't remember that, that one, one. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can about. see Maybe it I'm in my face. You're really... <laughs> it's a popular movie, but I, I just can't stand Tom Cruise, so I... See, one of my favorites as a kid to watch it with my mom all the time was The Princess Bride. Legend. Yeah. That's a good one. Legend. I love, love That's that movie. I'll st mm -hmm. I will still watch that movie. I'll watch it tomorrow. Princess now. Bride was brilliant. It was brilliant. I hate to say this, in the past year, I've watched The Princess Bride three times just because... <laughs> Why? It's such a good movie. 
I know. Don't ever apologize for that. Great movie. Yeah. As you wish. Anybody there are the so penis? many quotable lines <laughs> in that movie. It's ridiculous. Hello, my name is Nigo Montoya. You killed my brother. Prepare to die. That's one of the most popular ones. Yeah. That's been spoofed so many times. I like the YouTube video where they took the um, the opening duel between uh, Inigo Montoya and the main character. My mind just went blank. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, and they made it Wesley. lightsabers. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I have something to tell you. I am not left-handed. So, my favorite is uh, because of how it was filmed and all the the behind-the-scenes stuff, and because of how well they wrote it compared to the books, is the Order of the Rings series. Yeah, Yeah, that was a good one. That's obviously a popular favorite. Peter Jackson did amazing with with those three movies. I did not like The Hobbit, though. No, they took one novel and tried breaking it up into three different movies. Three movies added yeah. way too much to it that didn't make any sense. It just, no. Yeah. Uh, the My second favorite is actually the most recent D&D movie. Yeah, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. I was trying to I cannot. I cannot convince my husband to watch that with me. I'm going to have to watch it by myself. I Tell have, him it's a good comedy. No, it, your husband it, would actually really like it because it's it's more of a comedy than a D&D, but it's it's hilarious. It's um, how most D&D games turn out, to be honest. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hilarious. I, it, I really enjoyed it. It's not one of those movies where you have to know the subject material. It stands alone on its own. Yeah, it does. Okay. okay. So help me settle an argument between me and my stepson because this has been an ongoing thing. The main character, played by Chris, Chris Pine... Mm-hmm. Is a what? Bard. In the... I thank you. Yeah. He even says he's a bard. He's a bard. Yeah, <laughs> he walks around with a loot and hits people with the loot. But I, my stepson keeps telling me over and over, no, no, he's a rogue. He's a rogue. I'm like, he's not a rogue. He's a bard. One thing I didn't, I can't remember is if, um, what's her name, was either a barbarian or a, or a fighter. I, I think she I was a barbarian. barbarian. That's what I, I thought too. Barbarian. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And the druid was your, awesome. You got yep. your druid, and then you had druid, your that's my class. The only thing I didn't like about the entire movie was that part of the movie, because D and D rules wouldn't make sense for the shape shifting ability with how often she did it. But it was fun to watch in the movie. Yeah, one of my favorite classes in Baldur's Gate three that I've played so far is the druid. I'm playing a druid with my son, and he's playing his uh, his paladin. And the, that combo, we just destroy everything. My favorite in World of Warcraft is the Druid, as as Widget knows. Druids, Druids are fantasy. fun. Druids yeah. and fantasy in general are fun. Yeah. Druids, I was always Druids, or like I always liked being an Elven Ranger too, because I always like to have my animal with me when I played D anD. d Was that not a thing? Sagan. Um, Back when I used to play D anD. d I always would roll an Elven Ranger. And I'd oh, always yeah. get like a, like a Good wolf choice. or something. Oh as yeah, a companion. Animal companion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that yeah. was like my favorite thing, ever. Like I absolutely loved. That was always my class. But as I got older, I kind of morphed into druid. Well, uh, cool. I like what you did there. Morphed into druid. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Boom. 
the 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 biggest change in D and D is fifth edition made it to now where you either have to be a beastmaster to get to animal companion or ranger, or you don't get an animal companion. You actually are just really good at archery. Yeah. Oh, poo. See, I haven't played since third edition. It's been a long time. I know most people will, will hate me for this, but one of my favorite classes to play in D&D is a ranger. Yeah, I like yeah. rangers. I always built them as like a uh, a sniper, basically an assassin. You love snipers. So, so third, sniper. edition, you, third edition, you played a deep wood sniper, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would I would most likely, like, if I, if I played Baldur's Gate, it would probably be a ranger as well because, I mean, this is like... You get so many attacks in before they even get to you. It's it just makes your life easier. Yeah, but I heard the monk in Boulder Skate's actually really fun. Yep, I have heard that from uh, from our buddy Widget here as well. Mm-hmm. I'm playing a monk on my personal game, Act Two already, and I'm playing a warlock with Rook over here. And I'm running a ranger, and I haven't played solo yet. If I run solo, I'll probably run a monk though. It's it's fun. And I haven't played at all. And Monk is one of the two classes <laughs> in that game where you don't get a companion that, that that has that class. Anyway, so let's move on. We got a little bit of very little bit of time left. Is there anything out of this list that we would really like to get into? I'm gonna give it to Venus. She's our guest, so Well, I'll tell you guys, I, I have to say one thing, and this is just me. Something I do in my spare time. So I do a lot of Duolingo. And if there's any nerds out there that wanna learn how to speak high Valerian or Klingon you can go download Duolingo, and they will teach you how to speak these languages. They have courses set up that teach you either High Valerian from Game of Thrones or Klingon, and it's a lot of fun. That's I thought what they I've been had doing. Uh, um, Elvish, too. No, I, I haven't seen that yet. I usually just do Ukrainian, but I'll hop over to, like, um, the uh, High Valerian. I feel like an idiot, but it's so much fun. So. <laughs> No. That's the last my last little plug there. Like totally try it out and it's so much it's a lot of fun. So you there is chat your nerdy friends without anybody else knowing what the heck you're talking about. There is exactly. one thing in the notes that I'm really curious to talk about with you guys really quick. I don't know who put it in there, but the new Fallout show. I have read about this and That's I do Okay, I have a little insider thing. Bethesda has been approached by almost every major production company there is in this world to do a Elder Scrolls movie or TV oh. series and they've refused them every single time because they did not want them to ruin the story of Elder Scrolls and I am super surprised they actually agreed to do a Fallout show well if well, I may I, it's harder ahead. to make a fan it's harder to make a fantasy show and to make it decent I mean think about how many like how many fans like look at um the sort of truth things like that sometimes they can come off really corny whereas Fallout is would be kind of easier to take in a dramatic direction I think you know, and that's just my opinion. All Out I mean, is actually, uh, I, there's so many movies of dystopian futures um, and TV shows that it's easy to write in those, especially with Fallout's lore everywhere. And you're not having to remember. It's really just, you just got to remember what technology is out there versus what creatures exist, what monsters exist and stuff like that. Yeah, the only thing I'm really worried about is that if what if they don't want to do a Elder Scrolls show because they're still planning to release Elder Scrolls Six and beyond, but maybe they're kind of oh, no, no. reaching the end of Fallout. No, they're not. There, there's, there's a new Fallout. Don't worry about that. There's Fallout London coming out, but it's going to be several years. 
until they get that one going too. Yes, London is an offshoot similar to New Vegas, but on the main series, they do have a new one planned and written. It's like just Fallout Five. Yeah, it will not hit stores probably until 2028 or something like that. Isn't Baby Billy from The Righteous Gemstones? He's playing a ghoul in this new Fallout show. Y'all, y'all watch The Righteous Gemstones? Nope. Baby Billy? Oh, well, somebody out there will. Yeah, he's going to play a ghoul. What, That's all I know. I know with the fantasy genre, like, the the shows are, are very hit and miss. They're either really, really good, like The Rings of Power or The Witcher. They're really, really good. Or they go the route of, like, the Shannara Chronicles where they're like... Yeah, that was. Do we need that? another se- another season? Probably not. And no, I don't yeah. think they wanted Elder Scrolls to tank <laughs> because that's such a big franchise. They don't want to put that bad taste in anybody's mouth. Be like, hey, you remember that show that was based off this game? You know, you know, they really don't have any specific characters they can really base a, an Elder Scrolls show off of. You don't need to. Well, you just build yeah. in the universe. Yeah, I would love them to do a Skyrim take. That'd be amazing. Well, is it like a movie? It, historically, games that get translated to movies don't always do the best. There are a few exceptions to the rule. Very, very few. And that's something we got to talk about on the show as well is um, yeah. movie and, and book or movie and game adaptations. Adaptations, yeah. yeah. That would be an awesome show. We should do that next week, I think. That would be awesome. Yeah, I have like four different ideas that we've talked about to do next week, so we'll pick one or two <laughs> and just roll with it. We have enough topics probably to last the next like 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. Easily. But speaking of which, that is going to end it for our show today, guys. And I just want to give over give out our usual details. Um, please join our Discord. It's a great way to, to uh, make friends and be a part of a big nerdy community. Um, and that is discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts um if you want to email the show email us our podcasting company about anything you want please email us podcasts raw at gmail.com our twitter aka x is at podcast raw the biggest thing to remember is our as venus said before is our discord is our the nerdy family you didn't know you needed yeah, a lot of... So come join. We have a lot of nerdy stuff. We do have a lot of um, Starfield stuff, obviously, and stuff like that, but it's across the spectrum. Uh, and Venus, is there anything you want to give out to reach you, or are you good? I just want to say thank you guys for letting me come on here. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish I had more time to talk to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was good having you out here. Uh, you guys... I mean, gosh, I have I could talk about so many things like y'all saw like my ideas. So <laughs> hey, if you guys want to hear Venus again on this show, email us, message us, let us know what you think. Or you can say, no, 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 she Man. was terrible. Don't ever let her come back yeah. on again. And we'll, we'll, I don't we'll want to know. I don't. <laughs> this has been one of our most nerdiest shows yet. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, I have two episodes. I yeah, I have I two episodes. <laughs> Yes, 50%. I'm 50%. I got it. Yes. We're rocking it. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the widget W-I-G-I-T. You can check out my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash the widget W-I-G-I-T. You can follow me at Rook213. And you can follow me at the Archon 606 Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it, and have a fantastic nerdy week. Peace out, everybody. Stay nerdy.